Yes, I'm on a break. But I received this amazing and wonderful email on Sunday that I have to share with you because it's really the whole reason I'm doing this podcast. I'm not going to use her real name because, as you're going to hear, it's really important to me that I respect her privacy right now for her safety, even though she did give me permission to share her story. So we're going to call her Anna. But if she's listening right now, you know who you are and your name is important. But right now, it's not quite the time for me to be putting your name out there. Um, I would also love to have you on the podcast to share your story, and I hope that you're down for that sometime. But right now, I think you have a lot more important stuff on your plate. She writes, Your episodes on Taylor hit me like a physical wave of vibration and left me shaken. So much of her story and things she said and feelings she talked about were identical to me in the life I've been stuck in for too long. I've been told by so many family, friends, counselors, social workers, police, etc. One of these days, he's going to kill you. But I knew that wouldn't happen. I knew him better than all of them. Sure, he's lost control sometimes, and yeah, he could be abusive, and yes, he could be violent, but he would never go that far. He loved me. He always felt terrible after and was deeply apologetic whenever he did hurt me. He would never kill me. He tended to choke me when he was in that mood, and I said something that pissed him off. On days, he would strangle me till my vision grayed and I was barely keeping the lights on upstairs. On really bad days, he would do it more than once. Taylor's story broke down the walls of delusion I'd built in my mind. Five weeks ago, there was an incredibly bad day. He strangled me repeatedly and broke my phone so I couldn't call anyone. When things calmed down enough, he was relaxed enough to let me out of sight for more than a minute. I mustered my courage and got the landline plugged in and called 911. And for once, I didn't lie to protect him. I didn't keep any secrets for him. I let them photograph all the bruises littering my body, including his handprints, still on my neck, and gave them access to the security cameras that recorded some of what occurred. They charged him with two counts of aggravated assault and set bail at $450,000. The assistant district attorney called yesterday evening to tell me they had presented the case to the grand jury and he was officially indicted on both counts. There is no going back. In Texas, the law gives the state authority to proceed when there is evidence of domestic violence, even if the victim requests to decline or refuses to participate in prosecution. I am determined to stay strong and stand up for myself, finally, by testifying against him. But even if I lose my nerve, he will still be held accountable. The DA says they will offer him no plea and are not prepared to settle for anything less than 15 years. I have started seeing a therapist to help me understand myself and overcome and undo the the psychological damage. He will not be able to hurt me ever again nor will he be able to hurt anyone else for a long time. You sharing Taylor's story saved my life. I could never thank you enough for giving me the insight I needed to break down the walls of delusion and the courage to finally stand up for me. So, as soon as I composed myself, I wrote her back and told her how freaking proud I was of her and hopefully gave her some words of encouragement and some personal tips that I have picked up from my own and from Taylor's stories. And then she wrote back in part, You not keeping Taylor's story a secret helped me, 
and I know it will help others too. I would consider it an honor if in some small way I could contribute to Taylor's legacy by not keeping my story a secret. More stories voiced could never be a negative. Thank you for your words of advice and encouragement. I have a corkboard I've been pinning all kinds of things to keep me encouraged and strong to remind me this is the path I need and want to be on regardless of how uncomfortable it may feel at times. I call it my board of empowerment. I printed your email and pinned it on there. I will definitely keep you posted on the case and how I'm doing. Thank you again, Anna. Anna's story fills my heart with so much hope. And as a true crime podcaster, I have really struggled with the whole, am I exploiting or helping? And, you know, people, we always say, if I can just help one person, prevent one murder. Uh, And I think, I hope that I've done that, that Taylor has done that. Um, I know that Anna has a long road ahead of her and it isn't going to be easy. But she has taken that first step of taking her power back. And I think we should all be so proud of her and in our hearts and thoughts offer her as much encouragement and support that we can. If you do have words of encouragement for Anna, please pass them on to me and I will make sure that she gets them. You can send messages to me at a million other choices at outlook.com or message me on Instagram or Facebook. Anna, we are all here for you and this journey to safety and healing. And to all the rest of you, thank you so much for listening and hearing my message and for your support in what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and for the messages and reviews and rates. I'm going to be back very soon. This is actually how I relax, researching murder. So I have a feeling I'll be back before you even realized I was even on a break. <laughs>